everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It is January 3rd. It's 2020, 2020. We have six games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Jordan Cooper. Blenderhead, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, after, after tonight's slate, I think I avoided some landmines. I think I, I, luckily, I think I got bailed out by avoiding uh, going, trying to go down the middle and like avoiding like, who cares what the Mavericks are going to do? I'm just going to play Luca and not have to worry about any of the, the smaller pieces, the Brunsons, the Bereas, the Wrights, the Curries. I mean, Curry did well, but I'm just like, I, I, went, I went into my cash games going, going, what do I know? Let me just go and grab some of these 5K guys. And you got everyone else, let them deal with the, the, the 3K crackers. Yeah, it probably worked out today because. Um... Well, it's not over yet. I, I'm still sweating because I, I don't have drumming by doing that. So who knows what happens? Yeah, hey, hey, you never know. Um, I'm sweating Fox. I need Fox to have a good game. Like, Luca rose from the ashes late in that game. I just – I need Fox to have a good game. That's, you know, it's – what he's at, like, 28 fantasy points right now. And, like, every time he does something well, like, my winnings go up. So, hey, keep going, Darion Fox. You're my dude. Um, anyway – we do have six games to talk about. A lot of injury news that you're going to have to be paying attention to on this Friday. So if you're not going to be able to be by a computer, take the day off. Um, because we have six games and there's only one game out with Vegas lines. So uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to FantasyDraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Love what they're doing over there for Fantasy Draft. Rake-free DFS. If you're playing low stakes, mid stakes, high stakes, it does not matter. If you don't believe it, go try it out. $6 will get you a membership. You can play up to $1,000. Once you play that first $100, that $6 is well paid for, um, you know, considering that everywhere else is 10 to 15% rake. So make sure you head on over to Fantasy Draft. They have a $15,000 NBA pick and roll for tonight. They have a $30,000 pick and roll contest for Monday. They have satellites already that they're running for that contest for Monday. So, you can try to pick up a ticket for, you know, a dollar, five dollars, however you want to do it. So make sure you're checking them out. Rake-free DFS. It's rake-free DFS. Um, again, just take advantage of it because <laughs> who knows how long it will last, but um, let's take advantage of it while we still have it. So uh, we move on here. We talk some basketball. We start with Portland at Washington. Um, Rodney Hood, Zach Collins, Scalabassier, all still out for Portland. Bertans, Bryant, Hatchamarera, Miles, Wagner, all still out. Bradley Beal, questionable. Um, let's start here with Portland. What are we looking at here for the Portland side of things? Well, obviously, this is a great matchup for, for the Trailblazers. I mean, we, the, the joke in the DFS community is that if you ask someone, what games have you watched the most this year? It'll probably be Wizards games because – uh, either all their players are out or we're playing players from a team that are playing against them because they play fast and they play no defense. Uh, the problem, I'm just bringing up a, a drafting salary, so I don't know what, what it is on FanDuel. But, like, Lillard and Whiteside have been, like, they've been taken care of. I think uh, at 9,700 and 9,500, like, it's a great matchup, but I think they're priced for it. So, like, you can play them. I think I'm more inclined to look at a C.J. McCollum at 7,100 on DraftKings, maybe even a Mello at 6,700, but you have to get the Mylanta every time he takes a shot in that game. But maybe, like, for a value play, if we, if we don't have value opening up with, with news this late, like, 
in a fast-paced game uh, with no defense, if Bazemore is going to play like 22 minutes at 3,500, I think he could rack up the stat sheet. He may not score many real points, but he could get two steals, three rebounds, two assists, you know, six points. And for 3,500, filling a, a small forward spot that may be weak this late, like I'm looking at that, but I'm like, I'm not originally, I'm like, I'm, I want to rush to get the Blazers, but really the prices are efficient. Yeah, they're priced right where they should be. Um, so. You know, I don't have Yahoo um, or FanDuel pricing up in front of me, but as far as, like, DraftKings and, and Fantasy Draft go, um, it's going to be hard to just plug these guys in at these price points. Now, you know, Lillard and, and Whiteside crush here. Like, you know, they, they should absolutely crush in this spot. But, you know, even on FanDuel, they're 9300 apiece. So, yeah. I don't mind Carmelo. I'm kind of with you. Um, just can you know, considering price and then, you know, CJ McCollum, if he gets hot in this game, he's 7,100. He could easily pay off his price tag. It's a matchup against Washington. Um, love the Baysmore call. He was one of the three guys that I have written down for our favorite play under 5k to seven X, um, 3,500 going up against Washington playing 30 minutes, but you know, Melo, you're getting 15 to 20 shots from Melo in this game against Washington at 6,700. Plus, he's going to get some rebounds. He'll probably maybe pick up a few assists on the way. So, I don't mind Melo. Um, but I'm with you. Like, when I when I opened up this slate and I started breaking the slate down before I started looking at pricing, Lillard and Whiteside were top plays for me. But we live in a salary cap world, and, you know, you have to, you know, consider their price. Um, let's go Washington side of things. Obviously Washington all depends on Bradley Beal. Um, you know, questionable now dealing with an injury played New Year's, um, day play 30 minutes in that game against the Orlando magic. Um, <sighs> he's going to rest one of the next three games. That's what we've been told. We'll just have to kind of see if it's this game or if it's the next game or if it's the game after that. Yeah, but I mean, to me, what do you think if he does play? We're used to seeing Beal and paying 8500 because he plays like 36 to 38 minutes. Do we think that with his injury, if he does play, that because at 32 minutes, like 8500 is like okay, but he, he ain't a smash or anything. On this slate, we have a lot of efficiently priced players, especially if there's going to be no injuries and no one, you know, no news that creates value. So, like, in, and, I'm my natural reaction is to go Beal at 8,500. Uh, that seems like a pretty good price to me. I mean, maybe he should be 9,500, but if he's only going to play 30 to 32 minutes, maybe this is more of a flat, raw points Beal floor game, but not the type of, you know, 55 plus point game you need for GPP. And then if he's in, like all these other guys are just, I mean, the problem with the Wizards is that everyone's injured, but now they have a lot of bodies, it's just that all their bodies are bad. So, like, are you going to pay 5800 for McGray or 5400 for Brown or IT for 5300 and Mahimi 5100 I mean, just Peyton's 4300 You have to rely on 17 steals in order for him to make value. Like, like if Beal's out, okay, I could take a look at these guys. But if Beal's in, like, either I play Beal or I play no one. Yeah, like, if Beal sits, I like McCray. Um, You know, he's been a guy that – even at 5,800, I feel like he's just – the usage is going to be there. He's going to be a guy that should project pretty well here if Beal sits. Um, 
outside of that, like, you know, man, like Troy Brown, just he isn't great. Isaiah Thomas not getting a ton of minutes since coming back from this injury. You know, maybe Mahimi is a guy that you look at because he's going to have to probably play, you know, 25 to 30 minutes in this game to match up with Whiteside. But even on a six-game slate, I don't love the fact I'm paying 5,100 for Mahimi. So, yeah, like I, I think like the guy that I would lean to the most here if Bradley Beal sits is Ish Smith. Um Oh, 200. wow. <laughs> we're, no, no. we're really starved for value this late. <laughs> no. He's 4,200. It's not like he's 52 or, you know, 62. He's 4,200. Like, he gets 30 minutes here. He could easily hit, you know, value at 4,200. So I think an interesting move for GPP because the six-game slate isn't, like, small, but it's not large. Uh, with the matchup against Whiteside, I could, I could see Mahinmi having trouble enough that – 3,200, this Pesekniks guy, like, he, he's like more than a fantasy point per minute type of guy because, like, in the second unit, he just dominates down low. I mean, he's not a, he's, I mean, he's not a good player. But for 3,200, like, if Mahinmi's stuck with three fouls seven minutes in, like, a $3,200 guy that's going to play center for 26 minutes or something like that, like, sign me up for that. I mean, because he'll play as long as he doesn't foul out against Whiteside regardless. So, like, it, I don't, wouldn't consider it a cash play. But, you know, I don't want to play Mahimi at 5,100. But Pasegnik's, uh, maybe take a, he's only center eligible. So, it makes it even harder to fit in uh, on DraftKings and definitely on, on FanDuel. So, maybe he becomes, low, he becomes like the 2% own guy that gives you 30 points, and that's how you win the GPP. Hey, you know, I like that. You know, I like my – I'm team bench. Team bench. Team bench. Right. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Moving on, we got Miami at Orlando. It's back-to-back for Miami, so we don't have an injury report the night before. Um, you know, we know Winslow's – you know, I think he's still out. Um, and then on the Orlando Magic side of things, um, you know, Aaron Gordon is questionable. Aminu, Michael Carter-Williams, and Jonathan Isaac are all out for this game. Um, you know, Jonathan Isaac kind of avoided a bad injury the other night, um, only came out with a sprain and a bone bruise. Like, I thought it was going to be really bad, but, um, you know, he's going to be out for a couple months, it sounds like. So, which sucks because, as you guys could tell, I'm wearing an Orlando Magic shirt. I'm a Magic fan. Um, Blender, when we're looking at this game, we're looking at two teams that play good defense and two teams that play pretty slow. Um, for a six-game slate, I don't want to cross any game off, but if there's a spot to you know look elsewhere, I don't know about this game. Oh, I was just going to say, it's my favorite game on the slate. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's my favorite game easily. If, if you told me what game do I want to play in GPP. Oh, it, no. <laughs> I know you're going to say it. I know. But let me make a caveat. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, well, it probably doesn't matter either way because I'll play him anyway. What do you think that if Gordon's in, like let's talk about your, fa- your, your favorite team, the Magic. Okay, so if Gordon's in, 5,700 ain't that bad a price for Gordon playing if he plays his normal minutes. But if Gordon's out and Isaac's out, how do you think they're, they're going to run this? Are they going to play like Ken Birch at power forward? Like is, what type of line, three-guard lineup against Miami? So you get more like Ross and more of like Fultz plus Augustine minutes. Like, what do you think? Because I don't think they're going to play Jefferson for that long. And a one doesn't really do much. So like, from, since you're, you know, you're a fan of the team, 
how do you think this is going to play out? Yeah, I think Owendu will start for what it's worth. Like, I think he will start for Isaac. Um, I could see Birch potentially starting too, but I think this game goes small. Like, outside of Bam, like, you can kind of play small with Kelly Olynyk on the floor and, like, match Kelly Olynyk with, like, you know, a Birch or something. And I think that we see, like, I think we see, like, the Magic use DJ Augustine. We see them use Terrence Ross here. Like, people have been giving me so much shit for mentioning DJ Augustine on the podcast, but he has been a guy that has just absolutely crushed the last two slates. So, I played you know, him both he, times, Stevie. I listen. I've got like I look at the <laughs> hey, I looked at the projections and the projections agreed with you. So I I gotta go with both, right? <laughs> projections and yeah. So you know we don't have a large sample size taking Isaac and Gordon and, and Michael Carter Williams and Aminu off the floor. Even if we take Gordon and Isaac off the floor only, we still don't have a large sample. But we do see Fultz get a seven percent usage bump, um, which is kind of interesting. I don't really think that it matters too much. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm starting to finally feel better. I've been really sick the last few days, but I'm starting to finally feel better. It's the first time that I did not mute my mic. Um, but DJ Augustine does see a really nice increase in fantasy points per minute with these guys off the floor. We we don't have a large enough sample size where I think it matters. Like Vooch has only played 30 minutes. His, he's averaging 1.38 fantasy points per minute. I think Vooch matches up with Bam, and, and and I could see this game going small. I, I could see Terrence Ross playing 30 minutes. I could see DJ Augustine playing 30 minutes. Like, Kendrick Nunn playing 30 minutes. You know, those yes, guys playing right. 30 now minutes. now you're getting it. You're getting it, Stevie. Look at these prices. Augustine's 5K. Fultz is 4,900. Ross is 4,000. Like, Vooch is fine. And then on the Miami side, like, yeah, Bam and Butler are under 8K. So, like, I know this is going to be a slower game with a lower total, but if, like, if, like who's going to score in this game if it's close? So, like, none is only 4,400. Drogic, if we go to the other side, Drogic is 5,400. Like, I could play five guys from this game and not play a – like, and still have salary to play, like, a Harden or a LeBron in my lineup with a stack of this game of the pieces that are going to play. So that's why when I know it's going to come in likely is the lowest total, but from a price perspective, like we're going to take a look at these other games. Like we just mentioned, the Portland guys are like, they're expensive for the matchup and Beal may not play 38 minutes and we're going to get the Boston. We're going to get the Trey young. We're going to get the, you know, the, the Houston Philadelphia. We're going to get to a lot of guys that are like over 8k that are going to be way popular. Like how do I get one or two of those guys yet still have correlation and I look at it this game because, like, Butler's 7,800, Adebayo's 7,600. Like, like, they're priced low enough that I don't need the game to go 230 points. Like, a 210 total game, this could be, this could be fine. And we, um, we kind of already saw Miami go small against Toronto. I know that game, what did it end up doing? 160 total points in that game. It was ugly. But we already kind of saw them go small. Like, Olenek only played three minutes. Myers Leonard only played, like, 20 minutes in that game. You know, they used Derek Jones Jr. a bunch. Like, Tyler Hero had 33 minutes off the bench. Kendrick Nunn played 38 minutes. So, like, we, we, we already kind of saw the blueprint for Miami going small. And I feel like this is a game that the Orlando Magic are going to want to go small. And Miami is just going to follow in suit um, because we've already saw, you know, <laughs> Thursday night. You know, we're recording the podcast Thursday night. We saw it tonight that they've already gone small. So, 
I, I see your I see your points. Um, I'm you know. just hoping it's lower own. Like I, it, it's it's not necessarily just this. It's also the fact that people are going to have the natural inclination of wanting to mostly avoid this game. Maybe take a piece, take one. You, you take a shot on a Terrence Ross. You take a shot on a Fulter Augustine. Maybe you know. Maybe ah, oh, you take a contrarian look at like Butler at a bio. But like I'm talking about, like if this game. Hey, if they shoot 60% from the field and this game goes 220, 230 points, like these guys are cheap enough. Like Duncan Robinson, 4,000. Jones, 3,900. Heroes, 3,700. So, like, like, it's not like I need 50 points from these people. It's like 30 points for 4K, six games slate. I could win a GPP. Yeah, the thing is, too, like Fultz, you know, picked up two fouls in the first quarter the other night, picked up a third foul in the second quarter, didn't play a lot of first half minutes, and then the game was kind of ugly. He didn't have to play a bunch of second half minutes. So his 22 minutes the other night against Washington, he still he still produced very well um, DFS-wise, but, like, he's the guy that I'm really looking at here. Like, the more I think about it, the more I look at the usage bump, the more I look at you know, the opportunity for a few extra rebounds, you know, the opportunity for a few extra assists. I just, I think Fultz is the guy you're looking at here at 4,900. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm, I can almost guarantee you, I haven't, there's no projections up yet, but. Uh, He's going to pop in projections today. Yeah, but, but he may be the only guy in the lineup. Like I'm, like I get that these guys still will be owned on a six game slate. I'm just talking about playing five of them, like five from the entire game, five, six from the entire game like together so like the correlation makes it that like that combination is low owned because like no one's gonna play them all together i guess like we should mention west awandu um awandu like he's 3100 and he's probably gonna play 22 to 25 minutes if gordon doesn't play like he's 3100 like at, at that point 15 points doesn't kill you 25 puts you really ahead so i just wanted to throw him out there too um the other guy that I wouldn't hate taking a shot on is Mo Bamba if he picks up a few extra minutes. So, see, All right. this isn't a cross-off game. You thought it would be a cross-off game. It's not. I really want it to be a cross-off game. <laughs> it probably should. I'm going to play a lot of people in this game and get a whole ton of snowflakes. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. They're so cheap. I, I get your point. They're just cheap. Right. If they were more expensive, I wouldn't be talking about it this much. Right. All right, Atlanta at Boston, no total on this one, and it all because of our boy Kemba Walker. He's questionable, um, and, like, he's, like, a legit questionable. They've already pretty much said he's going to be a game-time decision. He's dealing with flu-like symptoms. Um, Herder and Brown, they're both probable. Uh, so, Jalen Brown's sickness put, passed off to Kemba Walker. Um, is there anything standing out to you for Atlanta? It, to me, it's like you either play Trey Young or – because he's going to be back. So, like, you, it's either Young, it's Collins. I think they're fine. They're efficiently priced. But outside of that, it's like I'm not rushing to play either of them against the Celtics on the road. But like, if I'm if Kemba's out and I'm going to be playing a bunch of Celtics, running it back with one of those two in the lineup seems to make sense. But if Kemba plays, like, like to me, this is the cross-off game if Kemba plays because. I'm not all that thrilled about playing any of these guys if they're all in. So, man, like John Collins is a little interesting at 7,500 just because he's a guy that could go for like 50-plus. And you already mentioned it. Like, if Kimba plays, I probably don't play a lot of this game. 
But if Kimba sits, I'm going to have two pieces at least of Boston because he's a point guard. The usage is going to go somewhere. The minutes are going to go somewhere. It's a Boston team that has a tight rotation anyway. So, like, for me, I think Collins at 75. Collins or Trey. Like, I'm running it back with one of those guys. I'm probably not taking a shot on any of these other guys. Um, I, I know Brandon Goodwin just put up a monster game the other night against Orlando. Don't chase that. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Uh, Boston, everything depends on Kimba. Like, we're not going to try to sugar sugarcoat this one. If Kimba plays, I don't see anything really standing out to me. But if Kimba sits, like – Brad, want to make a chalk night? What could go wrong? <laughs> wouldn't it be Marcus Smart chalk night at Yeah, I price? think it would be both. I think it would end up being – I think it would end up being like – well, Jalen has a questionable tag, but I think he's going to play. He's so, yeah, he's probable. He went right, through okay. practice Thursday. He's on oh, the okay. injury so that's report no problem. problem. Yeah. So I I I mean I I think Tatum would be if Kemba doesn't play, Tatum would still be okay at eighty two hundred, but nothing I'm looking to rush in. Jalen at seventy seven hundred would be okay, but I mean, like Hayward. I I mean it's just that they're they're even with Kemba out, they're not like screaming values. But I could you could make a case to play any single one of them. I wouldn't play uh, more than one of those three in a lineup together, but I could definitely see playing Smart at 5,100 or Wanamaker at 3,900, something like that, and then playing one of those two guys with one of the the three more expensive players. I I, I mean, Boston, like the the problem with playing the Celtics, especially when they're healthy, is that they're always priced that the production just gets equally distributed a lot of nights, that like no one ever has a ceiling game. So – Hence why if Kemba's in, I don't really care that much. And if Kemba's out, like, I, I'm not playing four guys from this game. Like, I'll take a shot on one of the expensive guys and maybe play one of the cheaper guys also. Yeah, so Tatum, Tatum's really the guy that's going to get the monster bump here. If, but he's 8,200. I mean, he'll get a right. monster bump. But, I mean, it's not like if he was 6,600, I'd be jamming him in everywhere. Yeah, but he's the guy, like, I, I agree with you as far as price. I'm just saying, like, he's the guy that's going to get the usage bump. You know, it goes up 8.5% when Kimba's off the floor. That tells us that he's got the ball in his hand a ton when Kimba's off the floor, like 36.5% usage rate. But still, only 1.2 fantasy points per minute. And at his price, it's just likely not going to happen. I think Marcus Smart, a guy that averages over a fantasy point per minute with Kimba off the floor, is the guy you're likely playing, Jalen Brown, 25% usage, averaging, averaging over a fantasy point per minute. Um, those are the guys that I'm pretty much looking at here. I will say that Atlanta has been t- terrible against wings. Gordon Hayward could easily have a big game in this game at 7K. But it, it's really all going to depend on Kimba. And um, I really don't want to play Wanamaker for what it's worth. Uh, now, now, does anyone ever want to play him? No. <laughs> like – Man, I, I really wish Cantor would get 30 minutes a night. Like, he is just a guy that – if he played 30 minutes, man, he could put up 50, 60 fantasy points. Yeah, but he never he doesn't do he it. He doesn't, I know. Right. All right, we move on to the game that everybody's going to stack. Philly at Houston. James Ennis is doubtful. Green and Nene are out. Uh, what do you like here for Philly? People are going to st- – how are they going to stack this game? This game is too expensive to stack. Like, I see them, like, what they're going to do is you're going to stack one of Harden or Westbrook with, like, Embiid or Simmons or Harris or something like that, 
and then have no money and then have to play Bradley Wanamaker in the lineup because <laughs> see, that's, that's, that's all the money that you have. So, like, that's why, I'm, that's why I was looking at that Miami-Orlando game because, like, I would, I would want to play Harden or Westbrook or Embiid or Simmons or even Capella at 6,900 or Harris at 66. I want to play, like, one of them. Like, I don't want to play them. To, like, if, if that's going to be chalk, playing two of these guys together, like, I'll set a group so I don't play two of these guys together just so I don't have – I mean, it's, it's you only have six games worth of choices. So, if, like, if Embiid is going to be X percent owned and Harden's going to be X percent owned, like, it's going to be too popular together. And then all those lineups are going to have the Baysmores and the Nuns and the, it's going to be the same – it's going to be the same crap. So, like, I get why this, this game probably will have the highest total, I'm assuming. One of. I would assume this game has the highest total. Right, maybe Portland-Washington could. Maybe. I, I think this game's going to open at, like, 234. Right, which is high. I mean, yeah, anything over yeah. 230 is a high total. But I just look at, like, the Houston side, and it's like, uh, give me Harden, give me Westbrook. I don't care about the rest of the people. Like, I mean, like, like one of them is going to get 60-plus points. Like, just give it to me. And then the Philadelphia side, it's like, give me Embiid, Simmons, Harris. Like, I don't want to mess necessarily mess around with Richardson, maybe Horford. Like, I just don't see any of the, the cheaper guys. Like, yeah, Gordon could go out and just, yeah, in 28 minutes shoot well. I mean, House could do that. I mean, and, I mean, all the Rockets subsidiary players, like, one of them could get there, I guess. But And then you have the, the Philadelphia guys where there really isn't any. So, since, I mean, are you going to play Korkmaz off the bench? I mean, it just seems stupid. So, stackability-wise, I really don't think there is. But, I mean, I could see playing six guys from this game, just not all together. Yeah, as far as Philly goes, like, I love Embiid. I think he absolutely smashes in this spot. I hate playing Ben Simmons, but I think he could triple-double in this game. So, I think this is a spot you have to look at him. But outside of that, like, Tobias at 66 is okay. Richardson at 59 is overpriced. Um, you know, he might go 5-6x, but I don't see him going 7 or 8x. I don't see him, like, killing me. You know, Al Horford is a guy that's just out there at this point. Um, yeah, what's up with him? I don't know. Like, ha, ha, and they've been losing games, too. It's not like they, they, you know, look at the last three games and, like, you know, he's been terrible and, like, it's not like, oh, he's been terrible and they've been winning. Oh, but they've been, he's been terrible and they've been losing, so who knows. Um, but Because you'd I figure in this type of matchup, 5,800 for Horford would be like, I'm assuming projections may end up liking that price, which if you just want to just rule out the past couple of games of how he's been playing, like, sure, I get it. But, like, I think we're making the point of, like, he, he's, he's, he's not playing well. Yeah, and, like, obviously a matchup with, you know, Houston. They're one of the worst teams in basketball against, you know, the four. Um, so, who knows? Um, I I think, like, I, I hate when Al Horford has to play center. Like, we saw that with Boston. I, I like when Al Horford can play the four. And with Embiid on the floor, uh, he's going to play the four. So, I, I don't hate Al Horford here the more I think about it. But, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm with you. I think he's going to pop in projections. But. The Houston side of things, I don't know if you saw Andy Means um, tweet about how much Westbrook was eating. Did you see that? His wife. Oh, yeah, with, with saying that he's going to have to poop or something tomorrow. That's so funny. Um, shout out to Andy Means' wife. Like, that's hilarious. Um, those pork tacos look delicious, though. So. so, does that mean we don't play him? Or maybe that gives him energy? I just, 
at 9K, like, he's been really good recently, and this game is going to be one of those games that Harden or Westbrook, one of those two guys are probably going to go bonkers in this game. Like, it, it's – I'm pretty sure this is the national TV game. Like, this is this game just screams 240, 250. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't see a lot of defense in this game. Right, but one of them is going to go off, and who knows which one it's going to be. I mean, Harden's only 10-9. And he has like he has like ninety point upside. I mean, it could be him. I the only thing consideration for GPPs is that like if you're gonna play a lineup with neither Harden nor Westbrook, don't play any Sixers. Just fade the whole. Just just one team blows out the other team or it goes under or something like. Just think in terms of like the correlation of what you're doing. Like you could play one of them without any Sixers. But I don't think you could play like Embiid or Simmons without playing. Like, there's, I don't see a way that the Rockets keep it close, if you weren't going to say, where Embiid or Simmons hits their ceiling without Harden or Westbrook having 70 points. I mean, it's not like Austin Rivers is going to show up with a 45-point game <laughs> all of a sudden, right? It's not going to be that. Yeah, and the great thing about this is, like, Houston's coming off of, like, three days of rest. Like, they have not played um, in, like, three or four days, so – so why They're is Westbrook be... so hungry? They haven't played. He's, he's, he's hungry, to, he's hungry to put up a triple-double. Like, triple ah. um, I, I, I do want to point out, I, I think Eric, Eric Gordon at, at 3,700, he had a really tough game the other night against uh, Denver, you know, did not put up a ton of shots, did not have to play a ton in that game. They kind of handled that game. The average lead was like 12 points, I think, is what I saw in game flow earlier. Um, so Eric Gordon at 3,700, if this game stays close, he could easily play, you know, 30 minutes. We, we already saw his minutes increase. Um, so I, I think they're ramping him up and I think we see a little bit more here and he's 3,700. So love the price decrease of a thousand bucks on DraftKings for Eric Gordon. Yeah. But you, then you have to sweat Eric Gordon. That's, that's not a good sweat. It's never a fun sweat, but you know, team bench likes Eric Gordon. All right. So all right, uh, New York at Phoenix. We got uh, Elf Payton questionable, DSJ questionable, and then on the Phoenix side, Frank Kaminsky is doubtful. Elf Payton, personal situations are never easy to figure out um, before lock because it, they said it could be a game-time decision. I don't think DSJ matters too much, maybe a little bit, but he, he just hasn't been playing a lot either way, so – the New York Knicks, if Elf sits, let's just say Peyton sits in this game. Like, Frankie Nicolatina, Nitlakina is 3,200. Um, I have a hard time seeing him not play 25-plus minutes if Elf sits. Right, if, you tell, if you tell me that Elf sits, I think Nick, uh, Nitlakina, whatever, Frankie. Frankie, Frankie, whatever. Frankie Ann, it's Nitlakina. Uh, Nitlakina, okay, I'll get, I'll get that right one of these days. Uh, I, I the, won't. <laughs> you won't. Uh, the, the, the Suns play the, – the, the, I mean, the, the matchup against the Suns is good. He's 3,200. He fills a guard. I mean, like, if he plays 25 minutes, like, he'll get, he'll get you 20-plus points. I mean, like, to me, he would be the best value play on the slate if, if we knew Peyton was out. And then also if Peyton's out, like, even more responsibility goes to Julius Randle. And I think it, with Peyton in – Randall at 7,700 is actually – I think he's a good play then. So, like, it's kind of weird to say because it is the latest game. It's the 9 o'clock game. But you tell me Peyton's out, then I'm, I'm, 
I'm looking at R.J. Barrett at 5100. I'm looking at some Marcus Morris at 5600. I mean, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at a lot of these Knicks, especially Nitilakina. Uh, and then <laughs> and then now with with Aiden back with the Suns, I know he he scored a ton off the bench, but like the I don't think the Suns stand out as like super plays at all, any of them. But they're the type of plays where if, I, if, if Peyton is out, I'm more likely to play one of them in a lineup where I'm playing two or three Knicks just for the sake of correlation. But I'm not like – grabbing I mean, Rubio is – on DK as a Q tag, but I think he's, I think he's probable. He's probable, yeah. Right. So, like, like, the Knicks are a good matchup, I guess. And, uh, you know, these prices are efficient. So, I'm not, I'm not rushing to – play anything you could if you want but i'm more inclined to play them if peyton's out just for the sake of making a quote game stack yeah the thing about the knicks too is like they randomly put reggie bullock but you know he came back from injury and like he played 15 minutes the other night like they're playing too many reggie guys bullock was on the knicks even <laughs> yeah they're just they're just playing too many guys like you know like i just i worry about that in, in general um but if elf sits like you know, even if you look at the last game, that's still 25 minutes to go around. And Nit Lakina and Bobby Portis made a, a late charge for the Knicks in that game the other night against Portland, but it was obviously not enough. wasn't close. Um, or they were the reason that it wasn't close. Like, you know, they – what, Frank, Frank Nit Lakina had 24 fantasy points in the fourth quarter and Bobby Portis had 17. So, like, they, they led the charge. Um, but yeah, as far as Phoenix goes, like Aiton is fine at 7,300. He's, he's a center play center only. And there's just so many that we've already talked about. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we're going to talk about Anthony Davis against the Pelicans in the next game. So, um, not a ton standing out to me here for Phoenix. If elf sits and I'm playing two Knicks guys, I'm with you. I'll, I'll probably take a shot on like a Booker or an Aiton or a Rubio. Um, I think Ubre is a guy that could easily go off too. Um, he's been playing really well and shooting the ball a ton. So he's another guy that you have to throw in the mix. Um, all right. Pelicans, Lakers, last game on the slate. Hey, this one has a total. It's 221. Um, and the Lakers are favored by 11. Darius Miller is still out. Caruso, big news here. Um, Caruso's questionable. Let's start here with the Pelicans. Anything standing out to you for New Orleans? I mean, uh, the Lakers have good defense. I mean, they're they're a big road dog. Uh, you could play Ingram. You could play Holiday. I think out of the bunch, I'm more inclined to play Favors at 6,200 because I think he's probably less affected by the Lakers' defense, and he's going to have to play 30-plus minutes against McGee and Howard. So, I mean, I could see that. Obviously, this this whole game, I mean, we're, we're burying the lead. like. Most of the guys in this game used to play for the other teams in this game. So, <laughs> right? It, it's one of those games where, like, uh, Kuzma, no, he's on the other team. And Rondo, no, he's on that team. And Holiday and Ingram. And, like, it's, it's – if you, if, if you woke up after a year, like, from a year ago, you'd look at this game and go, I think DraftKings got these tags wrong because they're on the wrong teams. So, so I, me personally, I take that bias out. Like, I don't really care that it's a revenge or anything type of game. I'm hoping that the field reacts, that they want to play these guys more because of it, which makes them over-owned. 
So, like, I'm not rushed. I think Favors is the best play, in my opinion, on, on the Pelicans. I think Ingram, Holiday, Ball, all the other guys are, like, efficiently priced, and I'm more inclined to play them in a lineup where I'm playing, like, LeBron or AD. But if I'm not playing LeBron or AD in the lineup, like, I'm not rushing out to get the Pelicans. All right, so here's the thing. Like, give me all the narrative. Give me all the Lonzo Ball. Oh, you're like, buying into it? Just just Lonzo Ball. Like, oh, Because he's man. going back to Los Angeles only because of his father. It's and he didn't get to father. play. He didn't, he didn't play in the first game either. Like, these teams already played each other once in New Orleans. And, like, he didn't get to play in that game. Like, Brandon Ingram played in that game. Did you – I don't know if you saw it or not, but Lonzo Ball is coming off of a monster game against Houston the other night. Um, yeah, but that's Houston. The Lakers can play defense. That's okay. It's Lonzo Ball. He's going to take 20 – he's going to take 20 shots in this game. Like 20 bad shots. Probably. Probably correct. Probably 20 bad shots. But give me all the Lonzo Ball. The guy that kind of stands out to me the most here for the Pelicans is J.J. Redick. Um 3,400 for J.J. Redick. I know his minutes have kind of been all over the place, but they really haven't played in too many close games, and he hasn't played a lot of fourth-quarter minutes recently. So even at 25 minutes, if J.J. shoots the ball well from three-point land, um, he's in play at 3,400. No, no, I get it. It's just that I'm not rushing out for these guys. I mean, like, I'm assuming – I when I looked at this game and I said, uh-oh, I know this game's going to be popular, and I just – like I think everyone's going to be inflated by an extra like 5% ownership because of the revenge narrative or whatever you want to call it. the Anthony Davis revenge. I mean, whatever, whatever haircut they get, I don't know, whatever narratives are. Alan always lets me know what that. That's all I know. I follow him. He lets me know, but typically that means who I'm going to get less of because other people will play them. So I get your point. I think Lonzo ball has a ceiling. Like, yes, he can go out and put up 50 points. He could, I mean, all these guys have ceilings. I, I have no problem with any of the Pelicans for a ceiling. But if I'm going to play them for a ceiling, I better have LeBron or AD on the other side of the game. So, like, I'm viewing it from a very GPP perspective of I'm more inclined to play the Pelicans if I'm playing a Laker. And if I'm not playing a Laker, I just, I just hope the Lakers just blow them out and that's it. That's it for the game. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of the Lakers side, like, Kuzma's still too cheap. I know he got a price increase, but he's still too cheap. Like, he's a guy I could go for 30. Like, he's a guy that I really like for 6X, and I think he could go for, you know, 7 or 8X here. And it will depend on, like, how much ownership he's projected for, but he's he's been getting plenty of shots, and the usage is definitely there. So, like, I, I don't understand – why they haven't bumped him up a little bit more. I'm glad they bumped him up finally. Um, he was way too cheap. But, like, this is a spot Anthony Davis should crush. Like, he, he should crush. Like, this is one of those games I feel like LeBron is like, AD, go out and do your thing. Like, he shot 30 times in, in New Orleans when these teams played earlier this season. 30 times. So you're not going to chase Avery Bradley? It's not one of those games? Is it a Caldwell no. Is it a KCP game? No. Nope, so basically, nope. you're all in on AD. It's a it's a Kuzma game. Like I, I like Kuzma a lot here. Like, but would you play a, AD and Kuzma together? Sure. Okay, because it's cheap enough. I don't, Kuzma's yeah, I don't think they negative like because Kuzma's a bench guy. Like, I don't think they negative correlate. Okay, because LeBron will be in when AD isn't in feeding the ball to Kuzma. Yeah. Okay. Or Rondo and, and like, would be doing it. Yeah, Rondo. You get Rondo on the second unit. And Rondo, you know, he could easily find Kuzma. So. So I think that's good. I mean, they get a nice little cheapo vomit stack type of thing to go in there. Rondo yeah, Kuzma, 
Yeah, but the, the thing is, is like I don't see myself playing Rondo and Kuzma and then not playing like eighty year old Ron. In this, no, you just you just you just play Kuzma. You don't have to play Rondo. <laughs> okay. No Rondo. Okay, no Rondo. but all in on AD. If he's gonna take, well, hey, if he's if you tell me before right now that he's gonna take <laughs> thirty shots, I'm gonna have AD in every lineup I make. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you do it if he was gonna take twenty shots though? Like, <laughs> oh, well, twenty is normal. Twenty is okay. Thirty is ridiculous. <laughs> right uh, oh listen I, I agree like this game may, maybe being in LA instead of New Orleans maybe doesn't take 30 but like even like he had like 12 free throw attempts like he put up 41 points and only put up 61 fantasy points in that game it's a one game sample size right Derek Carty loves it he well, oh yeah he must he must he approves <laughs> he's so excited about my um what is it? Game, game, BVP. <laughs> right, right. In the last game, in the past six games, they've done this. Uh, and, okay, it could happen, right? So I, mean, I think if, there's extra motivation more for like Alonzo Ball than Anthony Davis. So well, I just think it's a good matchup. I mean, I think the I think the Pelicans are a good matchup for the Lakers. So the Lakers players are good. I mean, right? It, no, it's good anyway. Pace, I mean, even pace if pace up, no defense. Out, right. <laughs> All right, uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X. Under 5K? Because I never prepare for this. It's only posted. And you, it's like pinned. And yeah, but I, I like to be in the moment. I like to be, like, <laughs> organic. And because and sometimes I may change my mind during the course of the show. I'm going to – I'm gonna, under – it has to be completely under 5K. Can't be yep. 5K. So I'll, get, I'll, 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 I'll do it. I'll say Markel Fultz. All right, that was it was probably my favorite down there. Um, I'm gonna stay in that game actually, and if this game does go small, Tyler Hero. <coughs> All right, dying over here. I was doing pretty good too. Uh, Tyler Hero is a guy that I think would play thirty plus minutes if this game goes small. Uh, give me your over eight K to go under five X. Over eight K to go under. Can I can I cheat? Because I could do Kemba and hope he hope he sits. See, I I look to game the game. I'm like I'm I'm actively trying to like. Well, if he sits, I automatically win. So like I get an extra like expected value out of that. Because even if he does play, I don't. Maybe he doesn't hit his value for eighty three hundred anyway. So yeah, I know it's cheating, but I'm gonna say Kemba. All right, I'll let you game the game because I'm I'm choking and dying over here, and <laughs> um I'm out of cough drops so. Um, I think that I am going to go with Trey Young. T-Money. T-Money is going under 5X today. Uh, favorite 6X play, who do you got? Favorite 6X in general? Uh, Anybody you want. Anyone I want? Okay, then if, uh, if uh, Peyton's out, uh, Frankie Yen. Yeah, he would have easily been my 7X guy if we knew that Peyton wasn't going to play. Um, I'm going to go with Lonzo Ball. I'm going to buy in so okay. much to the narrative. Let's see this. Let's see if this happens. Um, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, I, that Pasegnik's guy, 3,200, because I don't even think Bazemore is weird enough. Like, I don't know, Mahimi gets into foul trouble against Whiteside and Pasechnik's, or I hope that's how you pronounce his name. He'll come in. He could get a double-double for 32-1. All 
Yeah, I, man, my my get weird GPP play of the day really depends on Aaron Gordon. Um, but if if Gordon does sit, a Wandu um, is my get weird GPP play of the day. Have fun with your sixteen points. Hey, I'm gonna get twenty two. All right. Uh, okay. Hey, hey, that's pretty good. I'll take twenty two. Uh, give me your game selection. What is there any of the tournaments, cash games, anything standing out to you that you're looking at today? Okay, I'm I'm doing the anti one. I always come on and I do a tip or something. On DraftKings, they're there. They have lower. Like sometimes they'll have a fifteen dollar like main GPP, but they'll also have one fifty maxes that that are called like the zone, the jab step. Like that are like five dollars, six dollars, ten dollars. Uh, don't play those. Uh, if you look at the payout structure of those, like it's a smaller field, so you're playing against like five thousand entries and not like thirty thousand in the main ones. You could one fifty. I don't suggest you do so. They're too expensive. They're more expensive, which means that the high volume players could play them and play 150 if they wanted. And the payout is like 10,000 to first. And by the time you get to 10th place, it's like, you know, here's a set of steak knives. It's like 80 bucks. So if you want to play those, play like one entry for, for funsies because you need, it, it's still not that large. But, like, don't look at those contests as, oh, I'm going to play 20, 30, 40. I'm going to play 150. With the payout structure and the opponents that you're playing against, it's much better to play in, like, the $1.20 max or the $4.20 max. I just want to send out an alert, at least, for because I do go through the DraftKings lobby, and I may play one or two entries in those contests, but I'm like, I hope these lower-stakes players that are trying to build a bankroll aren't, like, this is even where I'd rather – you'd rather play the $15 big hundred K one than play those. Yeah. Always like it. Um, I'm going to switch gears today. I'm going to go way down. I'm going to go to the daily dollar on DraftKings. It's a dollar single entry. If you're, if you're playing $10 a day, maybe you do this for entertainment. You do this for something to watch. Maybe you're playing like $5 and double ups and, and head to heads and however you're doing it. Like, this tournament's really not that bad. 22% of the field gets paid. It's a min cash is 2x. Only 10% to first place. Top 10 is, you know, 26%. Like, if you're building a bankroll, this is actually a really solid tournament to even work on your single entry strategy. You know, how to attack single entries. Like, you know, you're probably going to get a lot more chalk, um, you know, in these types of tournaments or see even less ownership on some of the chalk. So, it pays $500 to first place. Anybody that puts in a dollar and makes 500 bucks, anybody that finishes in the top 10, you know, a dollar into 50 bucks. This is just, if you're a low stakes player, this is a solid tournament to craft your art um, and get started on how you should approach um, single entry tournaments. So uh, 5,900 people, it fills every day. Um, it's just, it's a solid tournament to build a bankroll. So do you, do you like that one, Jordan? Uh, if I could solid. play it, I would. If I, I mean, I can't play it. But so I, I, if I was able to, I'd be in it every day. Yep, it's solid. All right. Um, no, there's not a lot of totals today. We're not. No, even no. Gonna... I, I got the question. Uh-oh. I got. Uh-oh. Remember, I, right. I, I don't bet on sports, so I always turn this into some some <laughs> stupid thing. Okay, we got six games, and we have like a, a depending on the injuries, we have like a cheap guy in each game that may end up being like like suspect chalk value so like in the first game it could be like uh it could be baysmore uh in the second game it could be a one do in the third game it could be wanamaker 
in the fourth game, it could be Gordon. It could be Frankie Yen in the fifth game. It could be J.J. Redick in the last game. So out of those six players that I mentioned, over under three of uh, how much uh, each of them are going to be tilted in the Roto-Grinders discipline. Oh, that's easy over because even if, if any of them start slow, um, <laughs> they're going to be tilted. So I, I would easily take the over on that one. Right, so it, depend, it doesn't even matter because even the guys that – it's kind of weird in the Discord, the guys that don't even start and don't come in until like the fourth minute left in the first quarter, people are tilting two minutes into the game even though they're not playing. So <laughs> They have like, to hate my salary write-ups though because I am team bench to the max, and if you play any of the salary write-ups that I do in lineup HQ for premium, like I would say at least 50% of the time my write-ups are bench players. Right, so that you don't tilt in the beginning. You have to know the rotation. <laughs> They're then, probably then always tilt. tilting. <laughs> right, when you have Terrence Ross with only like three minutes to go in the, in the first half and he only has three points, then it's okay to tilt. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Um, you know, We'll be back talking some more NBA on Monday. If you're looking for the football podcast, Grant and I did football and basketball on Thursday, so you can check out the second half of that podcast. Our awesome producer, Devin, um, went in and you know mapped it out so you can go right to where football starts. So four games, a lot of you know interesting football. Still, uh, if you missed the podcast yesterday, I am all in on Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen to the max this week. So that's going to wrap it up. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back Monday. Uh, good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.